Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I've got her. Wonderful. Wonderful. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't blame her if she's sleeping in. You know? Working overtime. Free cricket for us fans, not for those involved in the SCNZ uh, commentary uh, box. Uh, utterly thrilled to welcome into the program uh, Sarah Illingworth, of course, our former uh, White Fern, former New Zealand captain. Absolute treat to have in a co- commentary box. Wonderful company. And uh, I can only imagine, Sarah, you had a big smile across your dial uh, for most of that game. Maybe not at the end. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, compliments of the season to you. Uh, yeah, what a great game, though, wasn't it? It really was. Do you know what I see? Three games in one. The super over, um, the the last two overs, <laughs> which was quite incredible anyway, and then what? the 98 overs prior to that. Should we work from back to front? Uh, the super over, it's probably in our memory the most. Uh, I always felt after Pakistan nicked one, you know, through first slip down to the third man, wrote for four first ball, that their luck might just be um, uh, due in. They didn't have a lot of luck in game number two. I thought there were some pretty sorry umpiring decisions that uh, went against them. I'm not sure how you felt, feel, uh, felt about that. So I guess in the balance of things, they, they were due a slice of luck. Oh, without a doubt. And, um, and I think even as an ardent uh, New Zealand supporter, um, nobody could deny that Pakistan certainly deserved a, a win in the one-day games. And, you know, they, they hung in really tough there yesterday. Um, and I think we were sort of counting down the score in the commentary box, wondering whether, you know, the odd wicket would uh, derail them. But they just kept on coming. And look, I was absolutely thrilled for them that uh, they left uh, New Zealand with a, with a good one under their belt. They're, they're a good team. Yeah, I've just dared our listeners uh, to tell them it was a dead rubber. You, you saw the emotion and ha- how much it meant when that catch was taken at long on and they'd secured their first ever win in New Zealand in one day cricket. Yeah, and it was a great catch. It was getting pretty cool by that sort of uh, time of night in, in Christchurch, easterly blowing. And I'm not quite sure that I would have wanted to have been under there. Um, you know, towering, towering hit by Sophie Devine, probably 10, 15 metres short of the boundary. But uh, it was a great catch. But, but even the catch of Amelia Kerr, second ball, was also outstanding. They're such a good team, and they, they do. They just hang tough. Um, and they just don't go away. Yeah, they're sort of one of those sides, and this can sound a little bit patronising here, Sarah. They're sort of some of all their parts. You know, Fatima Sana, I think, is going to be an absolute superstar. She's only 22. She's going to be a fixture, better get five or six bowling opening here, or bowling first change, sort of Imran Khan-esque, right, from, from a bygone era in the men's game. But it, it, it seems to me it, there's not a lot of star quality that, that carries a heavy load, which is probably in direct contrast to New Zealand. Yes, and uh, I mean, I think they've, got, they've got a couple of really good players. And when you consider um, they were there without two of their best players, um, both out with injury, then you know, Fatima Sana, man, did she stand up. She led the batting, she led the bowling, and what a competitor. And for a young 22-year-old thrust into a captaincy role, I, I thought she did an outstanding role. Um, she had some, um, well, I don't say fortune, you know, she was 
lucky also to have someone like Bismar Marouf there, who's an experienced Pakistan captain, had been there for, for some time. Um, but the other player I think of note was the, uh, was Sidra Arman, the opener. And I think we commented last night how much time she had at the crease. Yeah. Uh, I think you, you watch her. She's going to be a superstar in the future, that girl. Yeah, I, I saw her get a brilliant 100 in Queenstown. It was excellent in game number one in a losing cause, but she does look like a player. And Bismar Maruf showed all her experience. Top scoring was 68. That was a really uh, measured innings. Uh, the, the super over, I, I, people like to second guess. Um, Mealy Kerr bowling, did you have an issue with that? Leah who was the best performed of the New Zealand bowlers. They just bowled the last over, uh, the 50th, uh, the 100th of the game. I thought it was pretty tidy. Any issue with that? No, um, I think I said, and I think I said on the air that I probably would have left Tahuhu bowling, um, and precisely for the same reason that you've just said. She had simply just finished bowling. She was still warm, um, and I think that I think that the Pakistanis found it more difficult against the quicker bowlers than perhaps they did against the spinners. And, you know, that's probably evident in, in their team where they have a lot of spinners in their team. I mean, Sun was the only medium pacer or uh, medium fast that they bowled the entire match. Um, yeah, look, like you said, the Nick, Nick four first ball, that really sort of set the tone for them, didn't it? Yeah, New Zealand come yeah, to her. And I think, sorry? I care, so, no, sorry, my apologies. I was just saying, Leah to who? It was an excellent spell. You know what? They need more of that. Um, she, she's still so important. You know, two for 30 off nine overs, had 34 dot balls too, more than anyone else. It was a really important effort. Yeah, and what was interesting is, you know, the difference between the sort of two games in, in some ways in terms of the bowling. Because in the, in the game on Friday, the second ODI, um, we certainly bowled uh, a lot shorter. Uh, and we troubled their, certainly their top order. They were 30-odd for four. Um, and sort of that bounce, I think, caused them some issues. Yesterday's pitch, uh, a little bit, well, I wouldn't necessarily say slower, but certainly the bounce had gone out of it. Um, but I agree, Leah Tahuhu, she bowled outstandingly well yesterday, and I think the difference for her is when she pitches the ball up, um, her tendency at times is to get a little bit short and a little bit wide. And as we all know at Hagley, if you bowl short and wide, you're just asking to be smacked all the way around the park. Sarah Illingworth, part of our commentary team last night. What was it like in the commentary box over those last two overs um, as the game uh, wrapped up prior to the super over? 16 needed. I think Pakistan start the penultimate over with a boundary first ball. There's wides, there's buys, there's runouts. It was all happening, as Bill Laurie would say. It was, and uh, we had the energizer bunny, also known as Chris Harris, who was out on, on fire. Um, uh, I think we all thought, you know, this is really game on here. Perhaps the biggest surprise was that they didn't try and run a second um, on on that last ball. But, you yeah. know, I think the, the four the four buys, um, probably the costly part of that last over, and I think um, Peralta's guys got a little bit sort of um, blindsided with uh, the batter going across the crease and sort of blocking her view. But that turned out to be reasonably crucial in those moments, didn't it? Yeah, well, you're the former keeper. I was going to ask you, I'm not too sure if uh, players, you know, went across the crease, tried to lap over your head in your playing days, uh, Sarah, but do you have much sympathy there, or does that need to be taken? Is that the be-all and end-all that an international keeper needs to be able to take that? 
Oh, look, I think, I think to be fair, yes, an international keeper does, um, but also appreciating how difficult it is. We, we ne- never had anything like that when, when I was playing back in the dark ages. We were pretty stock standard. Um, but that's, that's the game now, and, and that's the way that the game is played. Um, and I'm sure as he goes, we'll, we'll learn from that. Um, and, you know, I think she has the makings of a very good keeper for New Zealand. Mm. What did you make of the batting effort from New Zealand earlier in the day? Um, I think I commented on one stage that uh, we hit, uh, sorry, New Zealand hit 14 fours and one six during that innings. Um, and by the 30th over, uh, Pakistan had equaled the boundary count. I, I thought it was, it was solid. I thought Maddie Green batted exceedingly well um, and held the innings together when, yet again, we sort of self-destructed in some parts. Um, but the... the the real push to really make that score high didn't really come. Um, and I think that was let down a little bit by, yet again, um, when we lose our, our three top batters, um, we struggle a little bit. There were some opportunities for some other, other players yesterday. Uh, Georgia Plummer had a great opportunity to uh, really have a, a good stay at the crease, but unfortunately didn't take that. Um, I thought it was slightly curious that they didn't play Kate Anderson. Um, I would love to have seen her have a game on her home track yesterday. So I think we were probably 20 runs short, and, and I think that showed in, in the long run that uh, Pakistan chased it down um, with, the, with the runs in the last ball. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair to say, uh, Sarah. The, the makeup of the side is curious. I, I think that's a nice way to describe it. When you have a player batting at number 10 and bowling over to only two overs, it, it does seem like a, a wasted option. And, and for, for me, it, it looks like, there's four players in the top six who are utterly settled. Uh, we had Bazard and Hope make a good fist of the, the, um, the first one-day international uh, opening. She, of course, got injured. I think it was a thumb problem, kept her out. Um, so, so it seemed to me the, the obvious way was maybe even uh, push uh, Plummer up the order, give us some more time, or, or uh, give a crack to an Anderson. Because it does seem another batter makes it a better balanced team. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's very easy from the sidelines and it's, it's hard in, in the middle, I'm sure. But, and I don't want to say the word dead rubber, um, but there was probably an opportunity, I thought, yesterday for a bit of a bit of a change. And I think Deb Hockley spoke at one stage that, you know, there was the opportunity yesterday to have a, a younger and ex- more inexperienced player batting with one of the more experienced older players. So to have changed that order slightly to have had... Um, obviously Gaze came in at the top, but maybe Plummer in. So if Gaze goes out, Plummer comes in. So you, you sort of break that experience up and you allow some of the, the, the younger players to play with some of the experienced uh, batters as opposed to the situation that we seem to uh, get ourselves into where the, um, the experienced players get out and then it's, it's the struggle because we've got younger, inexperienced players um, having to really do the hard mahi in the middle. Mm. Sarah Ellingworth is uh, with us. Let's uh, forecast the remainder of the summer. It's quite a long break for the White Ferns. They don't play again till the middle of March, but it's a very big series, isn't it? Five T20 internationals, three one-day internationals against the mighty England side. Um, I'm not sure if it's ideal preparation going back to domestic cricket and uh, you know working on your skills uh, like that. I, I don't know if they intend to get together as a, as a group, but... You know, from what you have seen in the T20 series and the one-day series against Pakistan, how much better do they need to be, you think, to be competitive, if not one? Oh, they, they certainly need to be more competitive. Um, they need to be more consistent. Um, 
and I think that's one of the words of, of my sort of um, um, the notes that I made all the way through that and a little bit more clinical when they get the opportunity um, the, the batting has been a concern, I think, for for a long time. And if, even if I go back to when when I played, we had the same sort of issues. So, what I'd like to see is perhaps not reinventing the wheel here in New Zealand. Um, there's plenty of examples of how other teams have progressed their game. I mean, look at Pakistan. I mean, you, you could almost say that they were the better team through a fair chunk of this tour here, and they really showed what. Um, some real desire, I think, is probably the great word. That little X factor um, that helps him along. I would hope now, with um, our players going back to the T20, that they really uh, shine in this T20 competition. Yes, it's most definitely a, uh, a lower standard, and, and that's, that's a given. But they need to really perform um, at that now provincial level. And there's some real opportunities, I think, for some of the younger players um, coming up through our development teams. Um, I was fortunate enough a couple of weeks ago to see a little bit of a Canterbury under-19 sort of trial team playing. Um, And there is some really good young talent coming through, but it's almost like we've skipped a bit of a generation in the middle. Well, you know, England are going to arrive with a real skip in their step. They'll be absolutely delighted to be in New Zealand compared to where they are currently now getting utterly pasted by India in a, in a test match. Not sure if you, you kept abreast of that. They got annihilated, didn't they, just? Uh, bowled out, yeah, for, they I think, got... under 140, 140 twice by India. Yeah, and India making 400 on the first day. Um, yeah, I th- that was probably a wee bit of a surprise. I, I think we all expected that um, England would probably go a wee bit better there. And interesting enough, um, Sophie Eccleston, who is you know one of the world's best uh, slow left-arm bowlers, um, the Indians topped to her and almost hit her out of the game. So they'll, they'll be coming to New Zealand smarting a wee bit from that and wanting to get things back on track. Um, they're exceedingly professional um, and uh, look forward to a good series, but New Zealand have to keep stepping up, and we need other players then outside that top four to to stand up and be counted. Sarah, treat hearing you on the coverage yesterday. Thanks for joining us early after a long night. Uh, hopefully, we can catch up real soon. Uh, have a wonderful Thanks, Christmas, Mike. Happy New Year to you and yours. Take it easy. You too. Thanks, Daniel. Take care. That, that is Sarah Illingworth, uh, former White Fern, uh, former Test captain. Let's not forget that. I think Captain every test she played in. Um, and a real treat. Just a bundle of energy. Really, really uh, astute reader of the game too. And uh, her, Debbie Hockley, Garth Galloway, and uh, Chris Harris uh, did a fine, fine job. Hope um, they got some sleep after it. It's hard to wind down after games like that when you've commentated. And then you know you've got the old 7.30 alarm to get up the next day. Um, someone writes here, uh, Brian to be exact. Uh, greetings, Daniel. I was entertained by last night's game, but the White Ferns did look... A bit out of condition and their skill level looked underdone. Are they full-time paid professionals or do they have to subsidise their career work as well? I don't know. There definitely looks as though there could be some big gains to be made if they improve fitness and skill level. Well, it's a combination, isn't it? You've got some who are full-time, who, who play around the world that can. Um, others, um, it's the nature of the beast, isn't it? Um, the, the salaries probably aren't of a um, great level. That that might they might have to supplement uh, their lives with, with a little bit of extra work. But I know uh, big strides have been made to make it more of a, a cricket only sort of focus. Uh, and long uh, may that continue. Uh, Mikey writes, morning, Daniel. 
Uh, enjoyed that game last night, particularly the last uh, half hour, and it really did deliver the drama. However, I was uh, thought the fielding by the Kiwis was very poor, probably cost them by not putting the game to bed before the Super over. That is uh, Mikey G. Yeah, they, they were like... Um, Matty Green, who's a really good fielder, has, has a slight hesitation and then dives and can't keep that opening boundary and the penultimate over from hitting the rope at wide long on. That, that's one little moment I'm sure she'd like to have back, but she's otherwise very good in the field. But the four buys is hard. It's going to be hard to stomach uh, for uh, the keeper and the team overall. But um, I'm glad uh, you enjoyed and you enjoyed the drama. Um, it certainly was a twisty, turny type game. 27 minutes after 9 o'clock. 0800-150-811, feel free to call us. For our uh, White Ferns and uh, other players, I should probably tell you, the Dream 11 Super Smash uh, rips into action today. First game is the uh, Auckland women up against Canterbury women. Uh, that's today. And then on Thursday, it's Wellington, Otago, Northern Districts v Central the following day. So Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, all uh, six of our teams will be in action in both the men's and the women's. Uh, it's all double headers, isn't it? Auckland, Canterbury, Otago, Wellington, Northern, Central in the men's competition today, Thursday and Friday.